conservative? You bet. Controversial? Right again. It's time to squabble on the Jim Benson Show. Hello and happy holidays. And welcome to another edition of the Jim Benson Show. Conservative talk radio addressing the issues that concern you here on the BBS radio network. Today, as we head toward the new year, let's talk about our wonderful friends and financial benefactors in the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, and what this portends for us here in the USA, the rest of the West, and the world. When I use the terms financial benefactors, I'm talking about how the CCP has so successfully succeeded in influencing huge numbers of our permanent political class, including people like House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who has huge investments in communist China with her husband, and President Joe Biden. And so many of our oligarch and globalist business and social elites whose pockets have been so generously lined by the CCP over the years as Western capital has poured into mainland China and into the hands of the CCP's elite class. Now, while these massive flows of Western capital into China in recent decades have allowed the communist Chinese to help lift many millions of their more than one billion people out of dire poverty. As I said on our last show, more than half the Chinese population still live, still live on only about $160 a month. And much of the rest of the population is not a lot better off, as I understand it. And some of that Western capital has been used by the CCP in its longstanding and ongoing programs and goal of thoroughly infiltrating, influencing, and ultimately taking over the West, and particularly the USA. The CCP's plans to dominate the world by 2049, the 100th anniversary of the CCP takeover of China, and to subvert and take over the US and world are, are well known. On one of our earlier programs, I played a segment from Fox's Tucker Carlson Tonight, in which Carlson interviewed, I believe her name was Dr. Li Mingyan, um, she is a virologist who, before she fled China, was with the University of Hong Kong and working with the World Health Organization on the COVID-19 epidemic – pandemic, I should say. <clears throat> she claimed to have documentation from the Wuhan Institute of Virology proving that the COVID-19 genome, the, the virus's DNA profile, was human-made there at the Wuhan facility. As I understand it, the French built the Wuhan Institute of Virology for the CCP and its People's Liberation Army, which operates it, but were then kicked out by the PLA. The French reportedly warned the U.S. that they could not know what was going on at the Institute, but the U.S. did nothing, as I understand it. And our own government infectious disease specialist, Dr. Doom, Anthony Fauci, authorized a multi-million dollar grant to the Wuhan Institute – our State Department representatives in China reportedly cabled back to Washington warning that there was no oversight of what was going on in the Wuhan Institute, but again, nothing apparently was done. I heard Fauci later testify before Congress that he never intended for the grant money, at least 600000 of it, I believe, which was 
is believed to have been spent on this research that developed the virus to be used for so-called gain of function, that is biological warfare research. But that the PLA may have used it for that purpose, according to Fauci, he, he couldn't say. <laughs> we know that whether or not the COVID-19 virus was released in Wuhan by accident or intentionally, the CCP, while at the same time banning travel from or to Wuhan within China, initially claimed publicly that nothing was wrong and actually encouraged continued international travel from and to Wuhan in the early stages of the worldwide pandemic that resulted. Of course, the CCP denies that it created or released the COVID virus and blames the U.S. for its release on the world. But there is no significant evidence – I'm sorry, but there is significant evidence that the CCP did it. Efforts to investigate the situation thoroughly continue to be blocked by the CCP. More than 4 million people outside China have died from COVID-19 or complications it caused with underlying health problems. Yet the CCP claims that only some 4,000 Chinese have died from the pandemic. At least that's the latest that I saw. Interestingly, there are reports that there are some 5 million less Chinese cell phone accounts this year compared with last year in mainland China, which may give us a hint as to the real seriousness of the situation from COVID-19 in China. But the facts of the situation remain shrouded in mystery. Despite all this, Many officials of the U.S. and other Western corporations and wealthy individuals remain eager to continue pouring money into the CCP, which they contend is the model for a future world government. If their ludicrous notions of this world government ever come to pass, amazingly, these business and globalist elites of the West seem to have a childlike faith that they – will remain fabulously wealthy and powerful while the rest of us struggle to exist in their twisted vision of some bizarre socialist utopia. Hence, we have people like the head of BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, with some $9.5 trillion in funds, including many U.S. pension plans, saying recently that the future looks bright for further and expanded investment in communist China. One of the Hoff brothers who founded and operate the Gateway Pundit website, a very good source of news and information, by the way, who has lived in China, wrote that China's economy and I assumed by inference the supposed economic miracle of double-digit economic growth in recent years is in reality a house of cards built on mountains of debt. China's economy, Hoff and others predicted – is about to come crashing down as many of the businesses and local governments in China are increasingly unable due to lack of sufficient revenue to pay back crushing debt and interest which has come due for repayment and are unable to continue borrowing to make these massive debt service payments amid the mounting losses from a debt-fueled real estate boom and other endeavors such as from China's overbuilt and badly managed high-speed rail system. The CCP's further tightening of its already strict control over the economy is another factor, and its totalitarian measures to halt the spread of the COVID-19 virus, including total lockdowns of entire cities. Perhaps a new massive infusion of yet more capital from the West can stave off, for the time being, this impending economic catastrophe in China, but this remains to be seen. Meanwhile, 
The CCP appears to be pushing full speed ahead with its plans and policies to continue infiltrating and subverting every aspect of U.S. society and government, including, as it has been reported, involvement in rigging our elections, along with its belligerent actions to dominate the South China Sea region and invade and conquer Taiwan, and through its Belt and Road Initiative, involve itself politically and economically in the affairs of many nations around the world with the aim of influencing and ultimately controlling these nations as part of its plan to dominate the world. And U.S. corporations and individuals with massive business interests in, interests in red China continue to kowtow to the CP at every turn. For example, just recently, both U.S. computer chip manufacturing giant Intel – which does some $20 billion a year of business in China, and J.P. Morgan Chase banking giant, which does about the same, I think, <clears throat> both were forced to grovel and apologize to the CCP and Chinese people for ostensibly making offensive statements about the CCP. It might behoove our oligarchs who remain so eager to please and grovel before the CCP and are willing to sacrifice even their own country culture and civilization to the CCP and for in return for what they think will be continued huge profits to learn more about things the CCP and Chinese military are planning for us, no doubt using the staggering capital flows from U.S. businesses. Let's start with a – and I should also add to that uh, – and uh, cash inflows from our government like this grant to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Let's start with a segment from journalist and commentator David Zhang on his podcast, Talking Points, December 21. This program is now part of the NTD News Organization, which for me is among the best sources of news and information about communist China and the rest of the world. Please play soundbite one. Welcome to Talking Points. The United States recently blacklisted 30-plus Chinese entities and institutes over their involvement with human rights violations and being allegedly involved in the development of technologies, such as a brain control weapon. The human rights aspect seems to make sense. It's not the first time a Chinese company or entity has been blacklisted over that. But it's quite rare to hear a brain control weapon being the reason. The Commerce Department accused China's Academy of Military Medical Sciences and 11 of its research institutes of using biotechnology, quote, to support Chinese military end uses and end users to include purported brain control weaponry. Now, that likely means the military or the People's Liberation Army by its official title. But what exactly is purported brain control weaponry? We don't know. And is it linked to the Havana Syndrome attacks that we have been hearing recently? Now, we did some research online, and according to one victim's account from the State Department, quote, the agent and his family had begun experiencing sudden headaches, dizziness, nosebleeds, memory loss, and nausea. And this happened while he was working in China, in the city of Guangzhou. So this is no way suggesting, at least from us, that the exact same weaponry that causes the potential Havana syndrome is the one that got the Chinese entities blacklisted just now. What it does indicate is that some type of brain attack happened to a U.S. citizen while in China. 
In fact, it's not just limited to China and Cuba. Well, hence the name Havana. ScienceFocus.com says, quote, "Depending on who you asked, so-called Havana syndrome, which by now has repeatedly affected more than 200 U.S. staff, based not only in Cuba and China, but also Germany, Austria, Russia, and Serbia, and there was a recent suspected case in Washington, and is a type of microwave-based weapon, which is again the United States often blames Russia on." It's also quite likely, as experts believe, that these type of weapons didn't start now, but started in long development periods back during the Cold War era. If anything, the blacklist on the Chinese entities only suggests that China is working on something similar to Russia, or in this case, probably adopted it from former Soviet Union's technologies. And according to a detailed report from 2020 by Elsa Kanya, she finds that according to one Chinese general named He Fuchu, China is pursuing the weapon development. Quote: In future conflict, the battlefield is expected to extend into new virtual domains. The sphere of operations will be expanded from the physical domain and the information domain to the domain of consciousness. The human brain will become a new combat space. Consequently, success on the future battlefield will require achieving not only biological dominance but also mental, cognitive dominance, and intelligence dominance. The idea is reinforced by this new blacklist, suggesting that China is working on something that's moving to that cognitive domain. And、uh, the U.S. departments here have kept the wording quite carefully, using "purported" in front of the actual weapon, giving their lack of solid evidence. Now, while it is true that they lack the evidence to prove, many have speculated this too. Just like the news about the hypersonic missile tests, the news seems to appear in the media as a sign that there is a certain degree of confidence. In this case, the blacklist suggests that there is a definite confidence that China is working on something. The intelligence community, in this case, seems to allow these information to become public, or in this case, to become blacklisted, in the fact that they have a degree of confidence. Now let's listen to FrankSpeech.com's Brannon House interviewing Colonel Lawrence Sellen on China's biological warfare programs. Lawrence Sellen is a PhD and retired U.S. Army Reserve Colonel and a veteran of Afghanistan and Iraq. He had a civilian career in international business and medical research as well. He recently published an article about this subject、uh, with a, another contributor, I believe. Play soundbite two, please. His name is Colonel Lawrence Sullen, and you might know him from his many articles. But he also appeared in a documentary that I produced entitled "Absolute Peril." It was hosted by General Michael Flynn. It included General Joe Arbuckle as well as、uh, General Thomas McInerney and Colonel Lawrence Sullen. Absolute Peril. Colonel Sullen, welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Brandon. Well, you've written a new article that is very important that I want to talk to you about, among some other articles. I guess you've written as well. This one titled "Due to COVID Success, China is Now Working on Integrating Bio Warfare with Information Warfare in the Future." Can you explain to us, lay folks, what that means? Yes, indeed.、Uh, since the beginning of the、uh, pandemic, I have been investigating three areas. Uh, first, the origin of COVID-19, whether it comes from a laboratory or nature, the structure of、uh, China's biological warfare program, and the infiltration by Chinese、uh, Communist Party scientists and, and People's Liberation Army scientists into U.S. laboratories. But this specifically 
has to do with the evolution of China's biowarfare strategy. Uh, about 15 years ago, uh, they went into a transformation of their biowarfare program, uh, uh, stopping their studies of uh, traditional biological weapons, like simply like anthrax or other natural viruses, and they moved towards biotechnology and uh, implementing biotechnology to create what uh, designer bioweapons, which they call uh, biotechnology weapons. And, and this is what uh, this, this article is about, is actually the latest iteration of what they are trying to do in an area which they call uh, bio-based warfare, which, which is very comprehensive and includes things like ethnicity-based bioweapons, weapons that affect uh, only races, uh, 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 non-lethal weapons, which debilitate societies, debilitate uh, uh, opposing military forces, undermining the society, and uh, but maintaining the infrastructure and economy of those societies so that when they take over, they, they can utilize them. Uh, one of the areas that was covered in this article are vaccines as bio-based weapons, which they use vaccines with back doors, which, which could be actually biological time bombs if it gets into your system or makes you vulnerable to future bioweapon attack. Okay, are you aware that we've been interviewing people that are medical doctors and other scientists that for, well, since early 2020, We've been interviewing them since early 2020. That's what they were saying then, that these vaccines, so-called, quote, vaccines, would make people who got them more susceptible to to more illness and death with each uh, bioweapon or contracting more um, things like COVID or another, quote, bioweapon or even additional shots. So when you start combining other shots with other shots, the, th the thing just starts to snowball until you destroy the person's immune system. I mean, we've got medical doctors and scientists that have been saying this, and now you're coming independently and saying the Chinese have actually developed this concept and idea of using vaccines. Let's say that once again. Say, I think you, say that last sentence once again, please. Yes, this is actually part of uh, China's uh, military doctrine. We Recently, we translated uh, Chinese military documents, and it was talking about these things. And, and as I mentioned, just mentioned, they're, they're uh, planning uh, what are called uh, vaccines as bio-based weapons. Again, uh, vaccines that are potentially uh, uh, biological time bombs in your system or make you vulnerable to uh, future attacks. Wow. Wow. And this is so, so, wow. You know, I'm stunned because we did not pre-rehearse this interview, and yet you're saying independently what other doctors and scientists, as I've said, have told us early on, and now you're bringing it right out from the Chinese, and their own documents have been translated. And yet, as you know, Colonel, when we report this stuff, we're called all kinds of names. We, we dealt yesterday with a guy who's a been a staunch anti-communist journalist on the right, but he's so pro-vax. And any of us that refer to this vaccine as a bioweapon, I mean, refer to the the vaccine itself as a bioweapon with the spike proteins and the graphene oxide and other things, you know, he's all he's all over his columns and, and being interviewed, taking us on by name and criticizing us. And yet here you come on and tell us the Chinese are openly calling the vaccines a bioweapon. Yes, indeed. Uh, this is not new, even. 
Uh, if you go back as uh, to 2012, an article by the head of, uh, of the Academy of Military Medical Sciences uh, in China, uh, he wrote an, an article called The Development of Military Biotechnology and the Future of Bio-Based War. And uh, so, you know, th this is not new. He's talking about military uh, biotechnology will promote a bio-based weaponry and equipment uh, for bio-based forces and bio-based combat styles. And this is 2012. So they've been working on this uh, for a long time. And, and, and it just doesn't just include uh, the, uh, the military in China. Uh, they are also uh, working with the universities and private research centers like the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And they're using that middle layer to tap into resources in the United States by sending scientists to the United States and transferring technologies back to China, which filter to the People's Liberation Army and are used in their bioweapons program. And they're also using our funding to do the same thing. They're using our funding. So we're funding our own demise. Yes, indeed. And uh, one of the pr principal funders of these programs that eventually lead into uh, China's biowarfare program is Anthony Fauci of, of the National Institutes of Health. Of course. You write in your article, um, you write in 2011 version of Chinese People's Liberation Army military language, it provides the following definition, quote, Biological warfare refers to use of biological weapons to injure humans and animals and destroy crops. It was formerly called germ warfare. In combat, biological warfare agents are used in various ways to cause uh, epidemics in the opponent's army and the rear area, and large areas of crops are necrotic, so as to achieve the purpose of weakening the opponent's combat effectiveness and destroying its war potential, In quote. Um, you mentioned that they are doing this so they can wipe out the population but not harm our infrastructure so when they take over. I, I'm sure that went by most people. I'm sure there's some in this audience who are very astute and paying attention to every word you say. They're thinking, I hope House will come back around and ask him what he means by that, and I'm going to do just that. Because we have been reading, as you know and as you've been doing, Unrestricted Warfare, the Chinese uh, document written by two Chinese colonels in 1999, uh, we've been talking about that for years and years and warning about a bioattack from China. And, of course, we were mocked for that. We told people they should be prepared. They should have emergency supplies on hand because of what it would do to the just-in-time inventory, any of these numerous ways that they can attack us from bringing down our power grid, EMP, bioweapon. And even people in the conservative arena wanted to mock us for telling people to prepare. Then COVID happened, and no one's laughing anymore. Um, but reality is we also have warned about something that people thought was over the top and crazy talk. And that is we have documents, including one that's been substantiated by various news outlets, a Chinese general that was talking about using bioweapons, cleaning up America, so-called, quote, cleaning up America, and then literally moving in and taking our land. It seems as though that's what you're saying when they want to damage our crops, damage our population, but leave the infrastructure for when, when they move in. So am, am I hearing you correctly that they would like, the Chinese would like to actually occupy the, 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 the U.S. soil? Yeah, the short answer is yes. Uh, what they've done is essentially uh, rejected nuclear weapons as a solution because it destroys 
not only people, but infrastructure. So they're looking for these designer type of biological weapons that they could use like, you know, scalpels instead of sledgehammers. And, and this has been going on uh, for a long time and is and is ongoing as we speak. And, and as I said, it doesn't involve just the military. It involves uh, Chinese universities and, uh, quote, civilian research centers. If I may, let me just read you a statement. This is by a professor at the Shanghai Pasteur Institute. He's at the university, and and he's involved in these uh, biological warfare strategies. And he says, the new generation of biological weapons with more operational value using artificial intelligence technology, 3D printing technology, and robotics Traditional biological warfare agents can be improved or innovative biological weapons can be made more toxic or resistant, more dexterous in their delivery or more adaptable to changes in external environments such as climate and terrain with longer latency periods and more difficult to identify and detect. Here's some additional audio on this subject from an interview with Gordon Chang, the author of The Coming Collapse of China. The interview was conducted by Joshua Phillip of the Epoch Times on his program Crossroads last September 8. Phillip's initial comments are referring to the COVID-19 virus. Play soundbite three, please. Hey, welcome back, everyone. The U.S. intelligence community recently concluded that they cannot draw a hard conclusion on where the virus actually came from, mainly because the Chinese Communist Party will not cooperate with the U.S. And this means a couple things. It means, one, that the United States cannot really go after the Chinese Communist Party and claim that it is responsible for the release of this virus. And it also means that if this was, in fact, a Chinese-made virus or something related to the laboratories, man-made or not, We've literally let the Chinese Communist Party get away with murder, so to speak. And what does this mean going forward? Well, here to talk with us about this is Gordon Cheng. He's author of The Coming Collapse of China. And Gordon, it's a real pleasure having you on Crossroads. Well, thank you so much, Josh. So why don't we start by talking about this U.S. intelligence assessment first off. Then I want to go into China's biowarfare programs. Uh, what, did, what is essentially the conclusion from the U.S. intelligence community on the origin of this virus? The conclusion is that there are two plausible um, possibilities, and they use that word plausible. One of them is that it's a natural zoonotic transfer, uh, a natural mutation from a bat to a human. And the other is that it is a lab-associated incident, as they say. Um, But they also report, and, and this is obviously true, that China has not been cooperating with the international community, and it's been blaming the United States. And that, to me, means that the president of the United States has enough information to act. That's because China knows what uh, happened and they're not telling us. And that alone is enough. But there's also a couple of other reasons. One of them is that, of course, China, wherever this disease came from, um, took steps to deliberately spread it beyond its borders. They lied about contagiousness. And while locking down their own country, they pressured other countries not to impose travel restrictions and quarantines. And we also know that they're working on a new generation of biological weapons that could be a civilization killer. 
So we put all that together. It means that President Biden must act. We must establish deterrence to prevent the Chinese from spreading the next pathogen. Wow, it's a pretty serious, a, a civilization killer. I want, I want to get to these bioweapons programs in just a bit. Uh, but I know in, your, in one of your recent articles you talked about, you, you framed the Biden administration not going after China with this if they choose to not do so is basically letting China get away with the crime of the century. Is that, is that uh, an exaggeration? Is this accurate? How do, you, how do you describe this? Well, the crime of the century has so far resulted in 4.5 million deaths outside China. So, yes, I think that that does qualify. And because of uh, what we know, that they deliberately took steps to spread this disease beyond their borders, that is intentional. This is an intentional causing of death. That's murder. Mm. That's crime of the century. 4.5 million people dead so far. Hmm. Now, on the bio-warfare point, uh, of course, bioweapon or not, as you mentioned, the Chinese Communist Party did weaponize this situation by intentionally spreading it around the world, uh, by closing travel within Wuhan, but keeping the borders externally open, meaning anybody looking to get away from the lockdowns and whatever policies the CCP would make uh, were able to flee the country. And they did use that to seed the virus to every part of the world. In terms of the biowarfare element, though, there's been a lot of different debates around China's biowarfare programs. China, the Chinese Communist Party is a signatory of the Biowarfare Act, but as previous reports have mentioned, they never even acknowledged, they never showed examples of them getting rid of existing biowarfare programs. They never even acknowledged the ones we knew they had. What is the state of the Chinese Communist Party's biological warfare programs? Well, we know that they're active because Chinese military researchers uh, talk about them openly in publications, articles, and books. And the one that is the um, one that concerns me the most is their program to develop pathogens to attack specific ethnic groups. In 2017, China's National Defense University, in its authoritative science of military strategy, actually wrote an article about a new type of biological warfare of, quote, specific ethnic genetic attacks. Now, Bill Gertz of the Washington Times actually has reported that American officials believe that the Chinese are actually working on such pathogens. And the Chinese themselves have been very open about it because for at least a half decade, a little bit longer, they've been actually talking about these ethnic specific pathogens. And that's why I talk about a civilization killer, because this could end up leaving China as the world's only viable civilization, because all non-Chinese um, would be either sickened or killed by this. I found it interesting that Joshua Phillip, on another one of his programs, when he was answering questions from viewers and was asked why Western oligarchs would support communism. The term actually used, I believe, was socialism, uh, communism being the most extreme form of socialism. As I recall, Philip answered that socialism offers these powerful capitalists a way of controlling market forces, or so they believe, so as to protect their own business interests from the risks of free market capitalism. You also heard in that last soundbite Gordon Chang saying that Joe Biden must act to protect America from communist China's biological warfare initiatives. But would Joe Biden really do that or do anything significant to protect us in this regard? If you've been following the revelations about Joe Biden's drug-addicted son Hunter's abandoned laptop computer 
we're probably aware that as former New York City mayor and federal prosecutor Rudy Giuliani and others have reported, the laptop emails indicate Joe Biden and some of his family members have received many millions of dollars in direct payments from entities associated with the Communist Chinese Party and that Joe Biden is badly compromised over this. Here's some audio from Rudy Giuliani's website, RudyGiulianics.com. Specifically, it's one of Giuliani's Rudy's Alerts or Rudy's Weekly Alerts. Uh, this one was posted, I believe, uh, November 29. And uh, the entire alert is more than 30 minutes long. <clears throat> we don't have time to play the <clears throat> entire audio here, but you can find it on Giuliani's website if you want. <clears throat> I'm going to play the first few minutes of the alert and then skip to the last few minutes. In between, Giuliani discusses what he refers to as a – I believe he said it was a transaction or a business deal in which was arranged between Biden, the Bidens, uh, actually Joe, his brother, and his son along with another man, uh, Tony Bobolinsky. You may have heard his name, <clears throat> and uh, communist Chinese authorities, one of whom is now reportedly dead, <clears throat> in which some kind of investment business was being set up, and the Bidens got a – Five, I don't know if he explains that there, but he had said on previous uh, occasions, that is uh, Giuliani, that the Bidens got a $5 million interest-free forgivable loan, essentially a gift, which I, as I recall, Giuliani claims he has proof was wired to an account controlled by Hunter Biden and of which Joe Biden uh, was slated to get some half a million dollars, ten <clears throat> percent. Giuliani is also referring to New York Post reporter Miranda Devine's new book, The Laptop from Hell, in which Devine discusses this matter in detail along with much more from the laptop, which indicates Biden's longstanding corruption. And speaking of corruption, as far as I'm aware, our own CCP-compromised federal government, at least to a certain extent, is doing nothing to investigate all this, even though they've known about it for a long time. This is why Giuliani went public with this stuff. Uh, I believe the uh, person who got con uh, got uh, control of the laptop after it was abandoned by Hunter, uh, the repairman, uh, gave it to the FBI, and the FBI did nothing. And so he went to Giuliani's lawyer, and the rest is history. Please play soundbite four. He's the mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. Make our nation safe again. Our God-given common sense. And now, Rudy Giuliani with Common Sense. This is Rudy Giuliani with Rudy's Weekly Alert. Today, our alert is going to concern something that should be old news. But it isn't really old news because much of it was censored at a very critical point an unprecedented act during a presidential election. What I'm speaking of is the hard drive from hell, or the laptop from hell is the way it's uh, described in Miranda Devine's new book, which I believe is going to be released tomorrow, or if it isn't, very shortly. But there are excerpts from it now in the New York Post, two, yesterday and today, and they outline in even greater detail than was outlined last year because she has acquired even more facts to fill in the laptop from hell. And I'll give you the conclusion. The conclusion is that the president of the United States and his family is completely compromised by the Chinese communist 
government. It would be not a stretch to say that they uh, own him, that they have paid him and his family millions and millions of dollars over the years, that they made a commitment of $1.5 billion to a private equity fund involving his son, the son of John Kerry, Secretary of State at the time, and the nephew of Whitey Bulger, one of the major organized criminals in the United States. And that uh, fund had uh, equal partners, the three of them, and on the other side, the Bank of China, which is owned by the Chinese Communist government. Now, that was done while uh, Joe Biden was vice president. And uh, we don't have to uh, really uh, go too far to figure out that Joe received benefits from that because Hunter makes clear to us uh, in an email, I believe it was an email or text message to his daughter, that is clear as I am about to say it to you. It says, I've never been fully respected by this family. For 30 years, I've paid 30% of the expenses. I hope they don't require you, but I've also had to give half of my income to Pop. So what he describes is uh, an arrangement that uh, involved him and uh, Jim uh, Biden, uh, another brother, a sister-in-law, possibly others, but the basic money was being collected for Joe. And of course, what they were selling is clearly Joe's influence. Now, the um, two excerpts that Miranda used here, uh, one of, um, oh gosh, I would say 60 or 70 transactions where Joe Biden's office was sold to a foreign government, and in this case, to a hostile foreign government. It is hard for me to see how Joe Biden can continue as president of the United States, having received such obscenely large amounts of money from America's biggest threat. That is right now threatening to attack uh, for uh, for uh, I was going to call it <laughs> Taiwan, because call it its old name Formosa, and um, it's hard to see how this doesn't seriously impair the safety and national security of the United States of America, because what this suggests also is that the Chinese Communist government has considerably more material on Joe Biden than I have, or that I gave to Miranda Devine or at the post, or that she has, in, in addition, have been able to dig up with her own uh, uh, investigating. Just to make it clear, this my part in this is the laptop from hell was uh, given by the gentleman who uh, was given it for repair to to me because he I was the last person he trusted. <laughs> he felt he had been double-crossed by the FBI and others. And uh, my lawyer just happened to be in my office when the letter came in and he responded to it and he vetted him for me. And over a one week period, Bob Costello vetted him and the, and the hard drive or the, what is really a copy of Hunter Biden's computer. And he determined that it was uh, a true and correct uh, version of his computer. And Bob is a criminal former assistant U.S. attorney who I should say worked for me and uh, also a, um, a very, very skilled uh, defense lawyer, and he had it done, and then he gave it to me, and I took a week with it myself to vet it, to make sure that I could internally uh, assure myself, even though I had uh, Hunter Biden's signature, 
I had uh, a numerous photos that clearly had to have been done just by Hunter Biden. But still, some of the internal messages might somebody might have played with them. So we did spot checking of them, and every expert that looked at it, one hundred percent, no doubt, Hunter Biden's laptop. Now that's the case. Now it's completely conceded. But during the election, a bunch of extremely crooked former intelligence officers, including I am I'm shocked uh, Henry Panetta, who every time he goes on television, I, I look at him and say. Uh, what kind of a liar are you, wrote a letter saying that it appeared to be Russian uh, uh, Russian misinformation. Now, they did no investigation. There was nothing about it that appeared to be Russian disinformation. There was nothing Russian about it. Most of the transactions were with other countries. Most, the big money was China, although 3.5 does come from Russia, but more money came from Ukraine. And uh, they just made that statement, uh, pulled it out of their backside like a bunch of sleazebags. These are former CIA directors, secretaries of defense, just miserable liars and Democrats and kissing Joes, you know what? So maybe they can be important the next year and the year after and selling out their country. I want you to learn this transaction. I'm going to do a podcast on it and show it to you on paper because this transaction, and, and you can go over the others if you want, This transaction proves that our president of the United States may be the most corrupt we've ever had in the White House. He sold himself out to one of our biggest enemies. How is it possible we have a president? It would be like having a president in the White House during the Soviet era whose family and he had made millions from the Soviet Union or during the Second World War from Japan, Germany, or Italy. We're not at war. But they're threatening to replace us. They are uh, militarily challenging us. They're making it pretty clear they want to attack Taiwan. They're kicking our you-know-what all over the world because this idiot doesn't fight back. And we have a president who suspiciously is easy on them. What do you think motivated his statement a year ago that China wasn't a threat? Even he is not stupid enough to think that China is not a threat. What motivated him is they bought him. If, if he were to take serious action against them, they'd probably sue him. How can we have a president like this? And how can we have half or more of our elite, including not, not care? They don't care that the man sold himself to China. They don't care that China has all this money that they gave to him on him. They don't care that China has Three times more than I have on the on, on this laptop from Hell of Pictures. And these pictures are some of the most disgusting things you'll ever see. This is not a um, healthy operation going on within this family. Jesus think, I mean, why do you think they're after that diary so badly? If, if, the, if the rumors about it are correct, you know, it, it's got some really weird stuff in it. I don't know if they're weird, and I don't know if they're perverted. Don't know. But from what I've seen, it's certainly a legitimate question. (laughs) They certainly are crooked. Isn't that enough? What is wrong with the mainstream media in this country? Do they have a conscience? Do they have any love of our country left? 
I, 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 uh, it will take years for me to analyze that. It's a source of tremendous disappointment. But it's a source of great pride that I was the one who got this out, uh, that Mr. I, I don't like using his name, the, 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 the man who did the repair, who's quite a hero, that he trusted me and not too many others to do it, and that I did it for him. I did it the only way I could do it. Couldn't go to the FBI with it. They might try to raid my house. (laughs) But I'm glad that Miranda has gotten it out now and also has surrounded it with a lot more corroborating evidence. I mean, I, I knew it was true. I knew it was provable. I actually have a RICO case all prepared from a year ago that I'd be happy to go into court and prosecute. No, I'm serious. I mean, it will be eight, ten counts, not just this. I mean, we've, every time, every time he's a point man, two things happen. America gets screwed and the Biden family gets millions. That'd be a nice little chart, a nice little theme for a RICO case against a, a crime family sitting in the White House. So that's the alert for this week. We got a president who's completely corrupted by our worst enemy. During this audio, you heard Giuliani refer to pictures on the laptop that he finds disgusting. I understand uh, that these pictures are of Hunter Biden abusing young women, including young Chinese women, maybe even girls. And also Giuliani makes reference to Joe Biden's daughter's diary, which was supposedly stolen and which the FBI is looking for. Got to protect the got to protect his daughter's diary. Right. If this information is correct, uh, what he's been talking about earlier, and China does indeed own Joe Biden, as Giuliani states, will Joe Biden step up and act decisively to defend America's interests, including taking steps to defend us against China's bio-warfare programs and defending Taiwan? Only time will tell, but it's safe to say we are living in very dangerous times. That's it for another show. As always, we hope you found the content of interest and value. We can, you can listen to a podcast of this program when it's posted on the Jim Benson Show page at bbsradio.com in the next few days. Have a great rest of your day and evening.